and we're back. So if you're just joining us now from the ASAP Weekly Age of Empires podcast, I'm Philip from Gaming Together with my co-op partner, Nave, and our guest, Rob. Yeah, I, I guess I'll do the intro now so I don't have to do it later. Maybe maybe I'll do myself that favor. This yeah, is a snippet from their main podcast, so go check out the whole show if you want to hear the whole show. And uh, yeah, they're awesome. You should, you should go check out their uh, gaming content. Um, and this is just bonus content for my AOE listeners. And it'll be explicit. Woo, go. <laughs> yeah, so Age of Empires, a game we talked about back on episode, I don't even know, like seven, eight, or nine, somewhere around there. It was way back in the early days of gaming together we had you on that was the early days now oh boy (laughs) yeah that was the early days look at us now we've come so far were you weren't you our first guest or was it someone else we had friends as guests i may have recorded it first you were the first guest that we didn't actually like yeah you were a stranger yeah i i I took them and i threw them against the wall i'm like listen i need to be on your show okay you don't have a choice that's what happened and since then, we've gone on your shows. You've gone on ours. Match made in heaven. I never went on. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I did. We went on. Rocket League. <laughs> oh, you forgot that? Oh, it wasn't memorable. Don't worry about it. So, we talked about Age of Empires two, uh, DE. You know the definitive edition last time, and this we said Age of Empires four was coming out, and it's is it out now or is it just in like Game Pass release? It is out. It is out. Okay. It was released the twenty eighth of October. So it's been out for two weeks now, and everyone's been playing it. All right. Full disclosure, I have watched about three hours of videos on it at this point, but I have not played the game. So I might be a little misinformed just on what I have observed. I want to know the misconceptions, so please tell me what you think the game is like. <laughs> okay. So I, I put this in the notes. Uh, the biggest things I noticed is the walls look really good. Like the walls that you build up around, like like they look awesome like the buildings i love the dynamic landscaping that comes up from the city hall to like the villages it's like the paths will appear and then they'll eventually become like cobbled as you get through the castle age and i'm like this game looks really good like it looks i don't know it's it's crispy it, okay opinion. so and i've i've slowly come to the realization of what this game was like i, I think i found it somewhere like midway through my last podcast that i was doing it, like the first first impressions podcast that we just did and it is the most they've taken every good idea in RTS, thrown it into a mixed bag, and then polished it to infinity. Right? So it's not like redefining many, many things, but I think any RTS player is like like the more you play, the more you're like, oh no, I love this game. And I can't exactly put pin my like put my finger on it, but there's so many little quality of life and nice looking things that are part of it that like as you play, you don't even realize that you're like, oh, I'm just like I'm starting to understand why so many people are enjoying this game. I think, I think it's more of a success than I, I could have thought previous. I remember one the, thing you um, said. Hold on, Dave. I listened to your podcast okay. episode on first impressions, and hey. one thing you said that I, or I think it might have been uh, your partner. Uh, oh, I don't remember his name. Something about punching things, maybe, or he's a fighter. What's his Boxer name? Boxer Saint. Yeah, that's it. Boxer Saint punching things. Yeah. So I think you might have said like this game instead of being more than some of its parts. It's definitely the value of the sum of its parts or something like that. Like all the good things are good. Yeah, it doesn't have one characteristic that makes it pop out beyond all the other, you know, RTS games that ever existed. But it's just done those things that have been kind of developed over the last 20 years of making RTS style games r- extremely well. Um, and it, it you, you can just feel, you can feel the 20 years of, you know, RTS history in this game. You know, I, I, I'm giving it so much praise and it's like, at the same token, I'm like, should you buy this full, like, you know, price game? I'm like, if you're not into RTS, well, save that for final words. Ah. All right, Nate, you were saying, okay. um, what were we talking about? Because <laughs> this game, it's good at being an RTS, but then again, they've been no, making RTS that. games for 20 years. Uh, that. Polygraph tests are all superstition and lies. No, 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 not that far. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Have you have you had an impression of this game or any inclination yeah. Nave, to to play to play an RTS game? <laughs> I absolutely love uh, Age of Empires, and I've been having a lot of fun with Age of Empires Four. My experience, I haven't, I don't have a whole lot of experience. I think I'm almost done with the first campaign, but um, it's been a struggle with the game itself in my computer, where you know how most PC games will be like these these are the settings that your PC should be at. So it put it at like 630p. 
and everything oh, no. at minimal. Every it looked like it literally looked like a uh, like an abstract painting. I was looking at, <laughs> and, I, and it was the very first mission where you're like at the bottom and you have to storm the hill. So yeah, I'm just playing the, the game, getting through that mission, just to so that I can change the settings. You know, every time you change significant settings, like changing it from medium restart. to high or something, you got to restart the game. My PC is not the fastest. She's not the fastest girl. So it, every time I had to restart it, I'd go off and like grab a cookie or something, walk around my house, get some exercise in. And I was just slowly, because I, I believed it. The game was like, this, these are the settings your PC should be at. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to very slowly move these settings up. And I'm, I'm basically on medium settings at 1080p now, and it's still running fine, but it still looks strange. So I'm like, I'm not sure what setting is making my game look this strange, but it looks significantly, I can tell that there are human beings down there now. Like before, it was like I had to like use my imagination. Do Do you think it's because of the way the game actually looks? Because the game does f give a weird vibe. I think I've gotten used to it. It's It's like I've I've watched enough games and played enough games where it completely doesn't annoy me right now. But I definitely feel my like first even hour right or even the games I was watching before I got to play the game. I'm like I don't know right. That That's how it felt, especially watching. I'm like I don't know if I if I really enjoyed the like the whole the aesthetic as a whole. Um, but then when I got to play it, I, I kind of got used to it, so it, it just stopped annoying me. I think I might have gotten used to it as well. I, I definitely looked at a YouTube video of someone playing it like it's supposed to be played, and it, it, it does look different than what oh, I okay. see when I'm playing my game. But um, my, my game, there's a lot less, like, well, detail, obviously. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I don't know. I think I was going to try to be funny. But um, I don't know how far I can continue to push the PC, because I'm just doing a level every time I knock, uh, I move it up a little bit, so... And so that is obviously taking a very long time because once you get past the first couple of tutorial levels, you are like actually playing for a little, like you're playing a little bit. So it's like, I don't know. I was thinking about starting to do skirmishes, but now um, if I leave the game on, like if I pause it and leave it on and walk away for like 20 minutes, like to do laundry or something and come back and start playing again, it'll freeze the moment I, I open the game back up. But that is just like par for the fucking course for my computer. So that is just like, oh yeah, typical my PC freezing right now. You know what I mean? So I don't think that has anything to do with Age of Empires. I just need a new computer. I don't know if I want to bring this up, so this this could go to either of you. But do you, have you had any problems with the UI? Because I think there's certain civs where like it, it gets overwhelming. There's just like an Excel spreadsheet of like upgrades or like stuff. It looks like a like, lot of text. There's like what? more than you'd expect with a game that's usually just large icons. And they're really small too, I feel. But I, I yeah, like I, it's definitely meant for an HD display, probably larger than the average if you get away with it. I, I'm still, I, like I said, I've only played the first campaign a couple of times. Like I've replayed a couple levels just trying to see if it looks better. And then I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get the things worked out. Like every time I turn it on, it's like, you don't have enough RAM to play this game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have 16 gigs of RAM. And then it's like, your, your drivers aren't updated. I'm like, what are you talking about? My drivers are definitely updated. And then it's just like, okay, it's going to crash. And then I'm perfectly fine, as long as I don't leave the game running too long. The game itself is very fun. Like, as I, I'm, I'm having a lot of, just even in the campaigns. And, like, one thing we can talk about is, unless you guys want to stay here for a second, but uh, the campaigns in between each level has the lore dump, you know. But the lore dump has these awesome high def documentaries basically where like they and then they like have paintings of people like like a bunch of soldiers ru like rushing a castle that's still up to this day and there's like modern day people walking around while these yeah, paintings are running really? around fighting it's very that time, cool that time lapse where like they show the castle like in the animated form and then they switch to like you know 2020 probably right uh yeah to 2021 just like oh there's a car driving by and there's people there i, I thought that's so cool like early on in this the first awesome. campaign it's like this was the this was the side of the battle of hastings or something like that and it's just a field and then they just paint a bunch of people battling each other on the field and then it's gone you're just looking at a field again and she's like just talking about the history of the battle and stuff and I, mean, I remember when this game got revealed at like e3 everyone was complaining about it because it's just they were like here's a five minute documentary on catapults and i was just like that's so strange why would they i guess it's interesting because i like that stuff but i can see why everyone was upset about it 
but now that I'm playing the campaign, I'm like, oh, that's like the fuck. That's like just what the campaign is. Like you're playing the game, and then you get like this docu series, like a small docu series in between. And I think that works. Like honestly, like this is the one thing that I've always wondered. It's like you either have to go full history or full story. You can't really do an in between. You know, I think that's why. I mean, have you seen Assassin's know. Creed? You can just make it up as you go along. I well, no, definitely but think we talked about that last time we had we had you on when we I were think, talking about improving the uh, Age of Empires 2. Yeah, and I, I think the AoE 3, oh, sorry, like to Assassin's Creed credit, like I think that's what you have to do. You kind of have to be like, you can, like, don't tell me too much history. Give me like a completely original story that's like bonkers. But I know right away it's not a real story, you know? I think yeah. that was the problem with AoE 3 is like it tried to be like a real story. But it's kind of history, but it's kind of not. It, it Honestly, my biggest complaint about that, the missions were too short. It was like five minute missions, and you're kind of like, okay, why did I sit down? <laughs> <laughs> the loading screen wasn't worth this. Oh man, my loading screens are not good. Okay, or you're have... already on the next one, and you're like, yeah. All right, so yeah. you both have played it. Uh, at this point, I wanted to ask, like, if this game was, uh, was it great for returning players, or was it more welcoming to newcomers? I think this is okay. If you've played, you have to have at least played like Warcraft Three, Starcraft Two, you know um age of empires before uh maybe like some other rts game even like league of legends i think even like a league of legends or a dota if you if you played those then you can have the micro on point right well you would have a general idea how these games play right and yes you have to get used to like more more soldiers or whatever but i think you play a couple of campaign missions um it it felt okay don't do the art of war first i'll say that once again uh that is the last thing it's it's someone yelling at you and it's a little too advanced i think that the first campaign the normal campaign is the way to start because it kind of you know it kind of gives you bite-sized information on how to do stuff um but i would say not necessarily age of empires players but definitely people who've played rts like real-time strategy games before so um because there's such a wealth of knowledge like i felt and I'm kind of seeing this discrepancy because, like, right now there's no rank ladder, right? It's all quick play. It's like, so sometimes I'll go into games and be like, can I just play, like, a new Civ and, and still have fun and be, like, on equal footing? Or should I, like, play, like, this really, you know, the Civ, um, the civilization that I've gotten used to, um, but then I'll roll someone if they have no experience, right? Um, so I think it definitely does favor returning players or play, people who have played RTS games before. However, right, and I think this is the one nice thing is, like, there's never been a time like this, maybe in the last six, seven years, right? Maybe six years, right? Although I'd even argue like StarCraft 2, it's like after after Heart of the Swarm, it's been really hard to like be a new player getting into it. So it's probably been like, you know, six, seven years before there's been an RTS game where people are like, yeah, this is you can try this out. You can try this genre of video game out. Um, and I think this is a definitely a nice bridge. Um to, to, to start off with because yes okay there'll be some people that are better than you but you know you play through all the campaigns and you'll be decent <laughs> so there the um one cool thing that the original the first campaign does and i don't know if this is an age of empires 3 or even 2 but um in the campaign makes a point of this is that you can make control groups they're inside of your army so like you can have all your army or you can like have specifically uh different units and the reason for this is because and i think this point this part is in age of empires like throughout the series but it's like archers are weak it's there's like a rock paper scissors thing it's like archers are weak to infantry and then it's like spearmen can beat horse horsey boys i don't know calvary you know what i mean horsey boys there's this there's this like kind of uh (laughs) horsey boys there's there's a rock paper scissors kind of dynamic going on to a point where and all you have to do to make a control group is double click on one archer it gets you all the archers and then you hit hold down control and hit one and you're like okay these are my archers these guys their job is to shoot the pikemen and then you can control group your horsey boys and like these guys their job is to kill every archer i see and then you get your infantry and like these guys or like the or's the other way around I don't remember, but oh. I'm confused. No, oh, no the but... siege is different in this game too. But I can let Rob go. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think, I think the fact they actually explain control groups. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think any RTS game before has really explained control groups. They might have explained it when it comes to buildings, 
like oh like put your building on this so you can you can produce stuff out of that building but it, mm. I, I don't think they've ever like you know i i started using control groups a decade ago so i have that unfair advantage that i'm very much used to to using these right um, yeah. but if like if i'm if i have one big army what i'll do is like separate into one and two for like the specific maybe archers and spearmen or whatever and then have a three actually because i'm lazy and the three is just the whole army <laughs> So, yeah, so the whole army can attack generally and then when i'm in the heat of battle i can do that um and and you know there's another thing to be said of like uh when you're actually in battle to just box like different parts of your army that you want to spread out um beyond the control groups um but yeah siege weapon i actually really like it you can just make a battering ram like on the spot just randomly in the field and it just makes more sense buildings get destroyed faster it's great it's really good <laughs> it Dude, means buildings just get evaporated man well no, I, but i was very shocked about how fast you can kill some walls sometimes except for like a castle you know once like people start getting castles like okay you gotta do a little more work or you know you have yeah. to work around it but it doesn't feel the same impenetrable force that aoe2 has where it's like yeah if i don't have trebs i'm just ignoring the castle i'm just gonna run around it right um while here it's like if you if you get a certain mass or you can just build some siege weapons uh on the spot and deal with it it, it, it feels like it, it's kind of made less of a need to, to put stuff closer to your opponent um, maybe it's the map sizes are really nice perhaps it's just the way things naturally are produced but i've never really felt that need of being like okay like let me put everything really really forward let me just i for now at least i've been able to keep most stuff in my base and still my army still gets to reinforce pretty quickly one, so, uh, another thing back up uh pulling back from the new player perspective the first campaign it's basically like a tutorial for a long time and um, you, I don't think the first couple levels you're even physically allowed to lose because <laughs> the the lady will be like, because, of course, remember, I was playing with Play-Doh men, so I was having trouble, like, distinguishing anything from anyone. But um, it was like, uh, you have sword, you have swordsmen. It's like, these guys charge the archers. And if your swordsmen start getting low, and it's like, uh, Count Dooku or whoever the hell you're playing, he gets reinforced <laughs> from <Horsemen's>. England. <laughs> And you're like, okay, cool. England. I got more dudes over here, yeah. <laughs> or something. I don't know what's going on anymore. I, well, I, I swear, you're supposed to be learning during this, but <laughs> so are the Normans French? I can't tell. Uh, I love the fact that they start off the campaign though giving the the experience that every RTS player dreams of, and it's just like, here's a big army, fight it with another big army, and I I always think that is the correct way to go for introducing people to this genre. I thought it was cool too. It what it reminded me of was a total war scenario because like in total war, like that's how most battles kind of play out because you get a a setup phase where you get to move everyone around and then there are like like you can ambush people and have elements of surprise happen and stuff. It's like in the campaign the first level it's like your character is losing, so he decided to feign a retreat to lure them down the hill and make them lose the high ground. I'm like, "Damn, this is like intense you know i mean i wonder if this happens in in just normal multiplayer but it, it probably doesn't which uh one thing to bring up with uh i was talking about i wanted to ask about the newcomer thing because i'm definitely a newcomer to the age of empire series i probably got less than 10 games under my belt with the whole series so i asked you if there was any tournaments coming up because you were talking about playing 2v2s and i'm like oh man gaming together me and nave got to get on a team and you know, take home the gold for GT. <laughs> no, we got to win. <laughs> so uh, you said you were organizing a uh, a tournament for your group or a show match or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I do plan on having it. Unfortunately, I'm not going to have much time for. Well, the way I'm looking, it's like in a month, I'm going to do some kind of tournament or so. Uh, maybe, maybe earlier if, if time permits. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think everybody, especially now when everyone's still new to the game, that's going to be when it's the most fun because people are all over the place, right? You don't have, you know, you don't have the 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 tryhards that have played like you know the Mario games, Party you know? meta, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think this is some of the most fun tournaments, and I think I think as well, it's interesting seeing the AOE two AOE four kind of split, not split, um, right now. So, and I, I think this is another thing, and it's like with a new game, my mind just gets tired a lot faster. So like I I play like one or two games and I'm like I've had so much fun but I'm good for today. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. And it's nothing to do with the game. It's like no, my mind is done. I had a lot of fun but I cannot think anymore. So I will now, you know, go go you know go watch something or something. Yeah. So you're talking about kind of like preconceptions or whatever that I may have noticed just in my 
you know, visual experience of the game. One thing I really like to see were the boars, which, in, in my understanding, are a more valuable food source that fights back and roams around the map, which I definitely got, done, like, League of Legends, the dragon vibe. That's like, like, oh, there's, there's dragon. Like every time I saw the boar in like the, the stream I was watching, I'm like, oh, there he goes. And he's just like walking in the fog of war. Uh, so the resources they're like, you play on random maps a lot, right? And has like random value of resources placed around, right? Yeah. I, so what I'm getting is like that boar mechanic that was in AOE 2 They've, they've pretty much gotten rid of from what I'm seeing. Um, oh, no. and I think it's it's mostly the sieves themselves that dictate how you're going to gather food. Um, I still refuse to gather food from hunting, but I think it is an effective thing because they give you like some bonus. I don't know. I still refuse, though. Uh, maybe there's a sieve that like really get, get, makes make sure you, you actually go hunting for deer and stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I've just it just now you're a sheep collector. So have you seen this? Oh, oh yeah, I've seen the sheep. I've seen the sheep so, move around too. So the sheep... If if their sheep are with your like main scout, which is actually your kind of your hero unit, so I thought that's kind of cool because like that unit can like boost, um, boost uh, your army and stuff like just for like a couple seconds before a fight, like at attack speed of your army or whatever. Um, but in the beginning of the game, if you collect a sheep and the sheep follows it, then it goes like it goes as fast as the main scout, like it follows the scout around. However, if you want to send it back by itself, it goes like super super slow. <laughs> So it's like this early game of just finding all the sheep you can and then herding them back uh, to give yourself like that starting food amount. Um, but I I, I, li- I like Streamline. I like how Streamline some of those things are because it lets you get to the more you know fun, complicated part of the game later. Another thing that I noticed, the streamer I was watching was playing the, um, uh, what are they called? Nomad horse people. Mongols. Um, Asia. Uh, yeah, Mongols. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Then, then, everyone's yeah. playing Mongols. Okay, you know why everyone's playing Mongols? All right. They don't, don't build, houses. build houses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like they didn't need wood for the whole first part of the game, but they you can't build walls is another thing. Like they don't build walls. It's fine. Or is that just cow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like the streamer. Walls. Yeah. He was like, look, you know, like this, these don't have to build walls. You know, I'm a horse boy. And I'm like, yeah, horse boy. And his opponent just built walls like instantly. <laughs> so, so his horses like show up to the wall and he's like, I need siege. You know? <laughs> Basically, like his horses walk up to the wall. The wall appears out of the fog of war, and he's like, "Oh!" And he just like turns back around because he was like, "I'm going to go raid. I'm going to go, you know, mess up some villagers and stuff." But he was already too late in the game. Well, here's that weird thing. Okay, I'll, I mean, I'll talk. I can talk about Mongols forever, but um, they have a unit that like can shoot a horseback running away, right? However, that unit can't destroy walls or like buildings. So you get bonuses as Mongols to like actually destroy stuff and like pillage stuff. Um, so what I've been doing is I first make like a, a raiding party that uh, of, of horsemen that just like the basic basic horsemen that have a spear because they can at least like throw torches and stuff and, and uh, get some early things. And then my next wave is the uh, the airplane or the airplane the the archers. <laughs> that are I call them the airplanes because that's how I feel. They just zoom around the whole map, right? It's like civ- civilization, yeah, civilization revolution. All of a sudden, like, and then I brought in the jet planes to fight against their villagers. And they had they had shields and pointy sticks, and I had <laughs> tanks, and I blew them up. Yeah, but they were like veteran pointy stick boys, though, so they were really strong. With like nineteen <laughs> yeah, bucks. They- they actually made it to the tanks and poked them a little bit before we blew them away. <laughs> One exploded. All right. So uh, just in like other things to notice is like the way the tech tree works. Like before, in my experience, in you know the second one, it was just like a, a flat. You buy this with gold or whatever, and you go to the castle age. With this, it looks like um, a little bit of a split in what bonuses you get based on which I forgot it was like Keystone Building, Landmark Building, or something like that. Yeah, Landmark Buildings. Landmark Building. That's it, it. And and the Landmark Buildings, I like it. It means you can keep producing villagers. You don't really stop your economy because before it was like stop everything else you're doing and like age up, right? Yeah. Here it's like okay, you you get this and it gives you kind of bonus and it's usually one or I what I really like is it's like there are two choices, you know. So if you play a Civ a couple of times, you'll you start realizing which ones you prefer. Um, for instance, there, there's. There's one, it's like, depending on what part of the game you are, it's like, generate free units uh, every 90 seconds. I'm like, yes, I'm lazy. <laughs> Please do that for me. Yeah. Um, or, 
and I think there's other stuff which I just don't get. Like I don't know what the other landmarks do. The the Chinese civilization is really confusing because you need to build certain landmarks to switch what dynasty you're in, and then that dynasty gives you some bonus relative to what it is. So it's, that one's way more complex when it comes to this part of the game. However, the rest of their unit set is pretty pretty straightforward. So I I like how they've really made it complex, but only depending on the civ you use. So like if you want. I feel like if you choose certain civs, it's like here's the least complicated, you know, civ to play, right? Uh, but yeah, I I I think in landmarks they're generally pretty cool, and and the added bonus is that that's a win condition, right? Um, if you you don't have to destroy all their buildings, you just have to destroy the landmarks, which I think is a way faster way to make sure people aren't you know just running around building like individual buildings around the map and then just not refusing to leave when they get yeah. mad at you. <laughs> the lifelines, all four corners, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay this might show my ignorance of the other games but in the second one it mostly seemed like different uh civilizations had different or different nations so civs whatever they had different uh bonuses and they would have different signature units and in this one it definitely seems more flavorful with some units just being completely blocked off from like the mongols they don't build houses but then they don't build walls, but then they have so many more horse flavored units. You know what I'm saying? It, like, is yeah, it more they, they've done a now? way better job when it comes to the flavor. Um, because in AoE 2, only like recently, only the most recent expansions that they actually had flavor to the civs. Um, because most of them are just like clones with like you know, plus minus one unit, plus minus some bonuses. But like in general, once you know how to play Cavs, you can play most of the Cavs. Once you know how to play Archers, you can play most of the Archers. Now, I'm not saying you can play them to you know the extreme level of all the top players. I'm just saying, in general, you know pretty much how they play. And in this game, it's like, no, every Civ is unique enough that you kind of have to you know take some time to like digest it and be like, okay, what am I going for here? Uh, like the um, uh, the elephants, <laughs> the uh i just i just want to get the name here uh before before i uh say it but um the abbasid dynasty so when me and my friend were playing and we're playing they're, they're playing the abbasid dynasty and then he just kept going for elephants and just as soon as he got elephants we just rolled like walls fell down and like it felt like look you know the elephants actually felt like lord of the rings elephants you know what i mean they just took yeah. everything down with them <laughs> no one in the shire is gonna believe this <laughs> the Shire is gonna believe us exactly. Nave, that's a, a Lord of the Rings reference. See, there's one point where Sam and Frodo go over a hill and they see a bunch of Easterlings or the Dark Men of the East, and they you're have making giant this more elephants. complicated than it is. Oh my <laughs> yeah. goodness! And they're like, "Oh, look, you know, elephants or elephants, Mister Frodo." And then Sam's like, "No one back home is gonna believe this." And then I think he said something like, I don't know if we're going to be making it back home, Sam. Somebody ate all the bread, you know, and then it was a whole thing. I, I don't feel, I don't feel like you did that justice. However, it's, it's the fact that there, there are these elephants that were like three or four times bigger than regular elephants. I guess, I guess is the point. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and regular yeah, elephants I, are three or four times bigger than I'll hobbit elephants. <laughs> yes. Yes. Than hobbit elephants for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I I I have found that uh, that each of the yeah each of the civs like as you play them you you realize oh this is the stuff that I need to do with this civ. So yeah. All right. So I think that covers pretty much anything I wanted to bring up. Uh, Nave, do you have anything you want to mention in particular about the game? I think I went through everything. I I went I went through all my knowledge as far as I can go. Well, did you have a sieve that you identified with more in the campaign? Like, I'm sure you were limited on selection, at least with the, the first In the campaign, campaign uh, it, like, forces you to be... I was, like, okay. England the whole time. Of course you were. Those oh, I guess my friend... Imperialist. Sorry, I need to make a correction before I get yelled at. Before I get yelled Go at by my community. Uh, my my friend was probably playing the the, the Dell the cells on it, because they have the war elephants. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was probably that one. Uh, I was gonna... I was gonna say that I mean, you want, you want to talk about like the two v two aspect a little bit? I'm sure. Yeah, because it's tech. We are technically on a co op podcast, right? Yeah, we are a gaming co op podcast. <laughs> um, I I will say it, it's been a lot of fun because essentially what I've been doing is just having one of us play the civs we're comfortable with, 
so we like we can survive slash win that way and then the other person gets to try out a new sieve so i'm enjoying that and it it takes the pressure off and it's a lot of fun just being ridiculous and yeah uh we we i think we are we've only lost one game out of the three or four we played and uh i think it's because that game we decided to both try new sieves so um it's it's that fine line between trying something new and having fun with it and you know also wanting to win so that that's my then my experience co-op i don't know if the campaign is co-op i i, I don't think it is but maybe one day <laughs> which nave we always uh we have words for people like that that play their mains in normal games or quick games on league just shaking my head at you. i have many i have many words I'm yeah, very you, angry every time I see that across the screen, across you, the team. I'm like, oh no. You go into a normal game and you see a Yasuo with 700,000 mastery points and you're like, oh, this guy has 900 hours on Yasuo and he's playing normals. Shake my head. Absolute disgraceful. And then I play Zach and I have a billion points and I name is Zactical Nuke. But also I haven't played in like five months. So give me a break, guys. Can you just give me a break? Nah, man. I can, be, I can be slightly a hypocrite. All right. I don't think I can play ranked with any. I think all my friends are gold now, and I'm bronze MMR, so Which, I can't even play ranked with you guys. They updated the client where on League where you have a friends leaderboard now when you like can log in, and you can see the ranks of all your friends compared to you to see where you're standing. I'm currently unranked, but most of my friends, That's except that. for I think uh, Victor, are like silver, but Victor's gold. He's like gold too. But everyone else is still yeah, there, well, so you know. that's the thing. Victor mostly played on his Brazilian account. I know how he fucking gained the system, all right? Oh yeah. Because like, you know, I'm you know, I'm playing on a super old account. I have like established MMR. You know, if you get on a brand new account, get to level thirty and then start playing ranked really good, it'll put you higher up, right? Yeah. So he had a Brazilian account for a while and played on that. Got that he like played with his friends. His friends are pretty good too. And he got that account to gold. But in the Brazilian region. But he, uh, but whenever he got his American account up to like level thirty, he had he already had so much knowledge already. He had been he had been there, done that. You know what I mean? So whenever he did his uh, placements, and I was like high silver whenever I did it with him too. So because I played some of his placements with him, and it ended up giving him a pretty high MMR, and he just had to barely try to jump over that hurdle. Meanwhile, I'm over here getting like, like. 15 lp a win and 20 lp a loss i'm just like how do i get out of bronze at this point because i'm playing a i'm playing a tank you know what i mean i'm not trying to carry the game i'm, I'm kind Which... of curious because this kind of relates a little bit to the fact that right now aoe 4 doesn't have like a like a ladder system and i'm just curious like what would it league be if there never was a ladder system <laughs> you could only play normals more fun That'd be weird you know it's too weird more fun <laughs> like my wife, she plays a lot of TFT, but she doesn't like to play ranked TFT. And it confuses me because I'm like, how do you know if you're winning? You know, like, then I think back to like Halo and all these social games we played, which would like, there wasn't really a rank or was it rank? Like it would just level up no. your overall level, like your overall Spartan level would go up, but you would, so you'd only get XP, but there was no in-game rank, but we played so much social. You didn't Slayer. even get experience in you social. Didn't? No. Oh, well, I mean, in Social Slayer matchmaking, you did. I thought you were talking about custom games. Oh, well, custom games, too. Because whenever we whenever we first started playing together, I was always upset because you always wanted to play custom games. And I'm just like, I just want to get experience and level up. Can, can we play Social Slayer? And you're like, no, Pink Death. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we're only playing like cancer game now. types we made. Yeah, but eventually I was like, oh, well, this is fun. And I would be playing, like, ranked by myself. And I, got, I would get pretty high. I'd get, like, in the, what is it, what is it, like, go up to like 50 or something yeah 50 was top and i think i got in like mid 30s and i but i was starting to get egregiously fucking frustrated at this game like i do with all games i begin to take seriously <laughs> and so and so i was like oh i kind of like playing custom games it's kind of a breath of fresh air to play you know jenga tower for like three hours straight so but custom games adult. in aoe4 like do, do you guys play among us or whatever made up game type happens to be the flavor of the week in custom games for AoE four, I haven't looked at AoE four. I, I listen. The game is so new right now that there's no need to like go over extra content for me. I'm like, okay. Every time I go in, I'm like, I have not consumed enough of this game to be like, okay, let's let's try new stuff. However, the, there is no custom or like a map editor in the game, hmm. right? So that's one but thing. But there's map people, seeds. Huh? 
Like you, there's seeds yeah. for the maps. I've I've noticed. Like whenever you create a, a game to like invite people to. So I guess the point is like usually in these games you have like an in-game map editor that's everything's laid up for you. So if you want to make your own maps, you can. And it, there's yeah, not... you can put a bunch of hot rods inside of, of, <laughs> of like entrenched area with a bunch of uh, villagers and just murder them over and over. That's what I did as a kid. Yeah, so you you can't do that, and so that's one thing you can't uh, stay. You know, watch the map after it's it's gone. So there's a couple little things that like replays. people from AOE two, yeah, AOE two. You have ten replays. Only ten. Last I heard, only ten. Yeah, magical item ten. Okay, only your ten best. All right, you got eleven. Get rid of that one. You know. Man. But the eleventh yeah. one was the one where my wife was giving birth during it, <laughs> and I, I will remember it forever. Uh, it, it's what's with all well, these Microsoft League saved your last ten replays. I was like, what's with all these Microsoft properties not having fucking Forge mode and fucking theater mode on release? Now I'm starting to get a little upset. Like, Twitter. You don't even have ranked. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, I I once like, I maintain that Overwatch, all right, was the best game it was before ranked was ever introduced. And that's when the game that's when the game went downhill, I'm telling you. <laughs> it should have stayed like Team Fortress 2, where Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if there well, was a ranked. It was just like you drop in a right. match and play side tangent all right but the biggest okay. problem with overwatch is it was too balanced and people and this is the same problem with artifact is that if you're too good at balancing the game you want sometimes you need some variety sometimes you need to get stomped sometimes you need to stop some players okay you can't just have every game be on like a knife's edge because you're gonna be like i'm stressed all right i want to just like win one game easily from time to time and Overwatch, Whenever I first started playing yeah. that game, I was just playing the ball boy. What's his name? Where he's doing the fucking hamster? Naruto hand sides as he's fucking shooting. Oh, yeah, Zenyatta, Zenyatta. Yeah, yeah. Zomato. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, this guy is not a healer. Like, I am just killing people. Like, I was just, wa- I was playing like I was McCree or whatever the fuck his name is. Now I'm like, bah, gah, 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 <laughs> fucking slaughtering everyone. And I'm like, this is crazy. But then I started playing Lucio because. I, I didn't really like Overwatch. I just like to screw around. And Lucio is like one of the screwing around characters, it feels yeah. like. Like he's like bouncing people off of the off of the freaking map and stuff, like it's Smash Brothers. It's Lucio's very fun. I would just like run around the edge of maps and just knock people off all the time. Get like angry messages on Xbox Live. Oh, you were playing Overwatch on Xbox? SMH. Yeah, because you have to download the what is the Blizzard client? I don't yeah. want to fucking download the Blizzard <laughs> client, man. I don't want to. Don't make me do it. I just downloaded Epic Games so that I can play. Oh shit! I just freaking. Oops. I just downloaded the EA freaking thing so that I can oh, play. Yeah. Uh, Origin. What is it? I don't know what it's called anymore. It just says EA on my de- on my desktop. But I wanted to play the uh, the the re-releases of Command and Conquer. I didn't even. I haven't even played them yet because by the time I got around one got around to wanting to play the Age of Empires four was already out, and I was like, I'm just gonna play this. <laughs> I'll play this thing. You know, I actually own the origin versions of all the Command and Conquers too, like the Master Pack. Maybe we should play it together. Rob, you in? We're gonna play some Command and Conquer. I, I have them. I have the Command and Conquers. I mean, I don't you know, know if after you want to play after this. Maybe, I haven't I thought know. that we'll see what time it is. We'll see, we'll see what time it is, but I, I'm down. I, I have all of them. I've not played through. All, I've played through some of them, not all of them. Uh, if they're co-op, yeah. Let's next episode. We, we'll work. I don't even. We'll know play I... it. We'll record. <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to get into my EA, EA account, so I'd have to like look password into the cover password. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. So we've been going for a solid minute. Uh, we have probably not gone in depth for most of your average listeners, but our co-op partners at home are probably sitting pretty. So is there anything if else you, you would like to hit on? I was but thinking, it, like, if you wanted, just where we hit that break, just reverse order it so that the Age of Empire stuff is first. And then we can be like, and this is the end of gaming together, but here's the beginning of where we weren't where we weren't talking about that. Or you can just... Are you trying to memento this right now? Like how the beginning of I was going to say, end? we should keep this in and then not do that. <laughs> perfect that's 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 our that's definitely our style don't edit that okay (laughs) are we good i don't know i don't care it's whatever it's your show i'll just throw it on my feet i don't care (laughs) well before we start moving on to our uh, other stuff would you like to say any final words for the game final words um 
I think this is definitely a discount one, okay? Because I, I think the the base game is expensive. It's not for everyone. If you if you are a fan of Warcraft Three, if you're a fan of Starcraft, if you're you know an entire Blizzard, uh, playing those other two games, like that could be a topic we could have talked about when we were talking about Blizzard. But anyway, um, so the uh, if you liked any RTS game in the past, I'm sure you'll love this. this is the first like AAA type game, um, and maybe for you, it's definitely a buy. Um, but I think for most people, especially with people who want to try it out, um, is it on the the Microsoft like game store? Like, can you try it out without? To my game pass. It? Yeah, uh, it's on yeah. Game Pass for sure. Yeah, that's how I'm playing it. Yeah, like so it was twenty dollars so, a month, and you can get the game. So if you have Game Pass, definitely, definitely try it out. Um, and and for everyone else, wait for a discount. Uh, because it, it's it's just enough high range that it's like if you're not into the RTS genre, if you're not sure, definitely wait till it's like fifty percent off and in half a year or whatever it is um, i would yeah. definitely pay for game pass just to play age of empires and Let's then play. like because there will be other things there's other things on there too like commanding the command and conquer stuff i is also on game pass because it's on ea play so that's how i'm going to end up playing them they just go month by month because if you go month by month on like a 20 dollar game pass for one month i'm not sure because i haven't paid for go- xbox live gold or like game pass in like seven years because I- like the moment the microsoft rewards program began i was like this is always going to go towards my xbox gold and now my game pass i have enough microsoft rewards points to for like three and a half years of game pass ultimate like i will never have to pay for this again it's fucking sweet i'm always telling people i'm like fucking sign up for that sign up for it just play video games (laughs) and they give you points and then you use those points to never pay for your stupid their stupid online service but anyway, that's what Philip was sitting on even, right now. I think also, even if you did yeah. pay twenty bucks, I think that would be the the nice solution. Try it out and then see if you like it or not. Yep. If you haven't subscribed to Game Pass, uh, the first month is a dollar. I think. Ooh. I think that's how they get them in. All right, Nave. Do you have some final words for uh, AOE four? Did we talk about Blizzard? You said we talked about Blizzard a second ago. We, we talked about Overwatch like... briefly, but. Oh, Overwatch is a Blizzard game. I for, I freaking. But but I I want forgot. to say that like right now everyone's very discontent with Blizzard. So people who are Warcraft slash Starcraft fans, I think are pretty, pretty eagerly switching over this game. Like I I have a potential like, man I love Starcraft and Starcraft too. But this, I don't listen. I don't want to. I don't want to hyperbolize. All right, uh, gotcha. going to hyperbole. But I do have a sneaky suspicion that. If the game is good enough and enough StarCraft posts switch over, they're not going back because um, Blizzard has pretty much, ever since last year, stopped supporting StarCraft 2. Um, and they, they have, like, you know, the joke is there's one intern <laughs> working there now. Um, <laughs> and then just, like, this one intern keeping the servers alive. Um, but it's, like, the game isn't supported. The company is is its worst public display and, you know, horrendous, some horrendous crap um, in the company itself. And it's, like, you know, this is now probably a time where a lot of people are like, okay, I want to play RTS games and, you know, we're going to combine three or four communities into this one game. It's going to be the biggest game for the next little bit. Um, let me try it. And if it, I think the one year mark is going to be big, right? If when we're talking about this game in a year, like next November, um, if, if it's at least maintained uh, most of its player base, right? If if most of the RTS people have switched over to this game, it'd be nice if all there because like this is the thing, RTS is a niche genre as it is. But it'd be nice if there was like an RTS game where all the people just like combined, agreed, agreed, came in there. So like we had, yes, RTS is never going to be the biggest game in the world, all right. But you could have like you know your 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 two hundred fifty thousand, right, instead of your fifty thousand, maybe that that play regularly. Which, by the way, did you see the numbers on Forza Motorsport 4 to loop it the all the way back around like a glorious horseshoe? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, what's up? Forza, Forza Motorsport 4, they had a early like they had an early release on Friday. I, th- I think I told you about this already, Philip. But on Friday, they had an early release. Like, if you paid $50 if you're subscribed to Game Pass, or if you pay like $120 for like the Ultimate Edition without Game Pass, um, you get to play the game on friday rather than the release date on tuesday right mm-hmm. on, by the time tuesday came around there was already over a million people playing the game oh like already God. over a million people paid at least 50 dollars to play this game <laughs> a few days early and then whenever game pass whenever it came out on tuesday jumped up to like four and a half million that is ridiculous wow well here's the thing and i i think people keep forgetting about this 
but there are like niche communities that I wouldn't consider niche anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're not mainstream, but like their community itself has grown so large, right? I mean, there's even a, like an argument to be made about YouTube creators these days, right? Like yeah. I, I think there's 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 several like even 10 million plus subscribed YouTube people that are amazing that their 10 million is a unique 10 million that yeah. isn't mainstream. People don't know outside of that bubble, um, but yet they're really successful, right? So I, I find that deeply fascinating. But I mean, yeah, I, and it's definitely like because I wouldn't consider for I think Forza um, Horizon is like a different crowd than Forza Motors Forza Motorsport. I think there's definitely like overlap, like in the little Venn diagram. There's a pretty big chunk in the middle, but like the heart, there's a Horizon and Motorsport are two completely different games for sure. Like this game, you are like launching off of bridges, you're like smashing through trees and shit, and in Forza Motorsport, you're like you tippity tap someone's bumper and now you're going four miles an hour and you're like crashing everyone yeah, behind you forza motorsport is like the i want this to be as realistic of a video game as it possibly can be <laughs> you know that's, that's what yeah. i feel like with it which the thing is is with that is my i i don't like have a preference between one or the other like i am sometimes in the mood for the for the uh simulation and sometimes not and when because when i play the when i play motorsport the simulation um, I have it basically on like easy difficulty, like not baby mode, but I have it on easy difficulty where I am having to like brake pedal and stuff, but I still have the line there that tells me like it turns yellow if I need to slow yeah. down and it turns red if I need, if, if a hardcore turn is coming and I'll put that game in first person. Like I never play driving games from like the steering wheel point of view, but I will in Forza Motorsport and presumably also in Gran Turismo. I don't. I guess I w would assume, but um, I go into a trance and I will play that game for like four hours, just listening to like, like EDM or like hip hop or something, and just play that game for a very extended period of time, like once every couple of months. Like I used to always have Forza Motorsport downloaded, and Horizon's a different beast. It's like a, it's more like Burnout, I think. Like not without all of the awesome crashing shit that would be really cool, <laughs> but yeah. it's like it's like Burnout if Burnout took all the fun shit out which sounds just, bad I, but everything everything that's there is really good i, I looked up uh, forza horizon 4 and like the first thing i see is lego speed champions there's just like a lego car in this <laughs> somewhat serious game i love the crossover i just thought i'd mention it yeah they had a hot wheels crossover too and that looked actually really cool where like you're like doing loop-de-loops and shit and i was like that sounds well, really I'm, cool honestly sign me up it's way cooler than that nerf video game where they're not even shooting Nerf guns, they're shooting like real guns or something like that, what are or like you laser about? guns. Have you seen it? I don't know. No, I just I, I, I saw there was a paintball game that came out on like 360 way back in the day. It's like who wants to oh, play paintball awful. when you can play Call of Duty? You know, that's the thing. That that's what they thought when they were making the Nerf game. They were like, we don't want to shoot Nerf darts, so like they just give them guns then that shoot something else. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, but it's not Nerf anymore. Why even do it? Yeah, it's nerf or nothing. All right. So, Nate, final words for AOE4 so we can end this? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing that. I feel like I do this every time. Um, Not it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Have a strong computer that isn't shitty. I don't even think you need a super strong computer to play this game. I just think that my computer is shitty enough that it's definitely confused. There's, like, an intern that's in there looking at my diagnostics every time I fucking crash, just scratching his head, like, what in the hell is going on with this guy's PC? God. All right, That's for, for my uh, little last words, I still haven't played the game, but with the up, upcoming ASAP tournament, whatever, me and Nave are going to take gold, so I'm going to have to start playing, and I am excited to see where this game goes in the future, because just looking at it now, it looks, okay, I know it's weird to say that in, a, in this modern day and age, to see a game that looks complete on launch is notable, but this game <laughs> looks complete on launch it feels so far videos. maybe i haven't played yeah. enough <laughs> okay. i haven't seen the invisible walls yet but apparently this game looks pretty good just from my views we'll see how it looks in the future when they start adding more content and patching and probably balancing in the future but i'm excited to see this game develop i think by definition these kinds of games have invisible walls they have to well yeah i know <laughs> that's like the border around the the, the map okay. oh okay that's a I, I I okay. This is just Go a side tangent, but instead of just having it like drop off into nothingness and there isn't anything there, it's now just like this like land that continues, but they have like a line marked in the sand 
this like fancy line. Oh, really? Like, well, you can't pass this. Which I kind of oh, like. Oh, the fucking Fog of War. I don't know if it's like this in the multiplayer, but the Fog of War in the campaign, it looks like a freaking cartographer's map yeah, as yeah, you're yeah, walking it through it. It's, it's all... really fucking cool. It's You've really probably cool. Seen it. It's almost like too stylistic sometimes. Where I'm like, I okay, there's weird mountain range, and now I can't see anything. Well, I guess that makes sense, but anyway. <laughs> oh, also, like I, they were there's a part in the first campaign where it's like you get like a horsey boy, and it's like if you get up higher in elevation, you can see further. And I'm like, was this in Age of Empires two? Because this makes total sense, and I don't remember ever doing this. I don't know why, like, movie, because every time I play, like, multiplayer in AoE2 or, like, skirmishes against bots is usually what I did, I would just, I would be like, scout, go to that corner, and then I just forget about them <laughs> until I don't. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a scout over there in the corner. Go to this corner now. <laughs> All right, if I'm not miss, oh, wow, I, I really don't want to answer that question because I, I feel like that's a, also a thing that like, people could yell at me for. But, um... I'm pretty sure the way it'd work is like if someone was on a cliff, the person on the cliff could see the person below it, but the person that's looking up a cliff can't see what's on top of the cliff unless oh, no. they're attacked or something like that. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, RTS is always weird about that one, but it makes sense that if you're Elevation's higher up, you can weird. further. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest problem with, with the original, you know, RTS games is like trying to figure out elevation and also eight, the bit eight bit. Or no, whatever the graphics, the way the way they're made was different than these days. Um, like when they had sprites modeling. instead of yeah, models. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just imagining episode 28, Age of Empires 4, elevation is weird. <laughs> I like it. I fucking, like it. Uh, I'm just, I've gotten to the point where I'm starting to like listen for like maybe if a title comes up, and then that's the only that's the only time I've remembered like oh that because I'll be like that's never gonna come up again. So that's probably safe to make the title. Oh, right, that's something I worry about these days at this point because uh, we have so much episodes. I'm like, did I use this title before? I don't know. <laughs> it's Dave, hard. Do you have Twitter stuff? No, I forgot to. I forgot to do it. All right, that's fine. Twitter didn't send anything. All right, thanks Twitter. Bye bye now, Twitter. All right. So with that, uh, this is where we say. Goodbye to the ASAP Weekly AOE listeners and say hello once again to the co-op partners. I don't know. Do you want to cut your part of the thing there? I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll see, you know what? But I kind of want, want to give a little bit of a shout out to your show and a little bit of the feel. So I, I'm not going to cut, I'm not even going to cut out the random side tangent of a League of Legends in the middle. Okay. I'm going to, our listeners are going to, are they going to, they're either going to love it or hate it. But if they love it, that means there's a better chance. Like if you like that kind of stuff to enjoy the rest. I just had a panic moment. Like, did we even say of Legends ever? Or did we just keep calling it League again? Out of just.